This season of DDX is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic. The case studies you're about to hear are real patient stories. Some details may be changed to preserve confidentiality. No one ever envisions themselves needing an abortion. No one ever thinks, I want to have an abortion before they're in a position of needing one. You know, I would just encourage compassion and empathy and trying to understand the life that someone else might be walking in. This is DDX, a podcast from Figure One about how doctors think. I'm Dr. Raj Bardwaj. This season, we're doing something different. We're taking you inside the minds of doctors who perform one of the most essential and often life-saving services in healthcare, abortion. Throughout this series, you'll hear from obstetricians inside Cleveland Clinic. They'll tell you about their patients, patients whose lives have been saved and emotional health safeguarded by this essential service. We'll talk about abortion as it affects physical and mental health. Today, a case from Dr. Ashley Brandt, an OBGYN specialist at Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. This was a young woman who was getting her prenatal care at Cleveland Clinic, and throughout her first trimester, everything had gone fine. It was a planned pregnancy and a wanted pregnancy. But at around 16 weeks, this patient noticed she was spotting. So her healthcare provider helped her get in for an urgent ultrasound to see what was causing the bleeding. Obviously, everyone's first concern is, could this be a miscarriage or something else serious going on with the pregnancy? It wasn't a miscarriage, but there was a serious problem. You can imagine showing up for an urgent ultrasound because you have a gut feeling that something is wrong with the pregnancy. And then the ultrasound tech in silence, looking intently at the images on the screen and not giving you any information and calling in the maternal fetal medicine or the high-risk OB specialist to go over the results with you, it's about as intense as any pregnancy experience can get. The patient was referred to a pediatric cardiologist to talk about the results. They did see that there was a problem with the way that the baby's heart was developing. So during that ultrasound, they noticed a major fetal cardiac anomaly, something called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. Hypoplastic left heart syndrome is when the left side of the heart doesn't develop normally and can't pump blood the way that it should. And symptoms or what you can expect if you have a baby with left hypoplastic left heart syndrome is that the baby doesn't oxygenate well. They appear like cyanotic. Their skin can be like bluish colored or they can have dark discoloration of the skin, difficulty breathing, difficulty feeding lethargy or low energy. The symptoms can vary depending on the severity of the anomaly. Treatment includes multiple surgeries after the baby is born or a heart transplant. Without treatment, this condition is fatal. They were counseled that this cardiac anomaly could be an isolated finding or it could be a part of a genetic syndrome, which could have other implications for the baby's health, and that there was a significant risk that the baby need multiple surgeries after it was born, potentially have a poor quality of life, or even possibly experience death in infancy because of the problems with the heart development. 
The patient was offered genetic counseling to determine if this heart defect was a symptom of a larger genetic disease. But even if it wasn't, the prognosis was grim. She met with her maternal fetal medicine specialist, which is her high-risk OB specialist, to talk about all of the options, continuing the pregnancy versus ending the pregnancy. I think everybody who's in a situation where they're thinking about ending a pregnancy because of a major fetal anomaly, they are thinking about what is the kindest decision, the most loving decision that they can make for their baby. Like Nobody wants to be in this position And they're thinking about what is the experience going to be like for this child undergoing multiple major heart surgeries in the first year of life. The first one potentially within the first week or two of life. What is that recovery going to be like for a baby? And if there's still a high risk of the baby not making it, of it dying even after pursuing surgery, some parents would decide that the kindest thing is to end the pregnancy. During this visit, the patient was counseled on the possibility of ending the pregnancy. In Ohio, the heartbeat law prohibits most abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected. It was signed into law in 2019 and was active during this case. It is currently suspended due to a court injunction. And so because of that law, there was a lot of confusion around, was it okay to talk about termination as an option? Was it okay to refer patients out of state for termination? And so she's lucky that her healthcare providers provided the full array of options to her. Full intervention, surgery, continuing the pregnancy to ending the pregnancy and everything in between. And so after that visit, she was counseled about what it would look like to end the pregnancy. In the second trimester, that typically looks like having a surgical procedure, which is called a dilation and evacuation, or having a labor induction. And she was interested in a dilation and evacuation. But because of the heartbeat law, they couldn't perform that procedure, usually called a DNE, at the clinic in Ohio. We couldn't offer her the DNE at our hospital unless the baby had demised, unless the fetal heartbeat had stopped. Because at that time, abortion was illegal in Ohio if a fetal heartbeat was present. And so the way that Ohio's abortion law is written is that it carves out an exception for miscarriage and also for removal of a demised pregnancy of a dead fetus. So they referred her to a clinic out of state, which could perform the procedure. And she inquired about whether it would be possible to come back and have her procedure with us if she could have a procedure out of state to cause the heartbeat to stop. So that was not something that we had done previously at our hospital. So we worked and collaborated with a clinic in another state to have her get care there to receive an injection that caused the heartbeat to stop. And that allowed her to come back to her healthcare facility where her doctors knew her, where she had gotten all of her care in her hometown in order to have this procedure and to recover from the procedure. It meant that her partner could be with her on the day of her procedure and that she had family around to help take care of her during her recovery. The procedure is very safe and the patient recovered well. But things would have gone much differently if she didn't have access to this care in the first place. This patient had a series of things 
that went right with her care, even though she was in a terrible situation. And that includes being at a healthcare center where her providers could counsel her about all the options. Her healthcare providers knew who we could refer her to in another state to get the first step in her abortion care. She had the means to be able to take off work, to be able to travel out of state, to be able to pay for her the injection in the other state, and then to come back for her procedure with us. You can imagine how if at any one of those steps she were to encounter barriers, she may have been forced to continue this pregnancy. For this case, the risks of complications during labor would have increased because of the baby's high medical needs. Whenever a fetal anomaly is present, there's also an increased risk of stillbirth, of preterm delivery, of complications during the delivery or shortly after the delivery. There's the financial impact of caring for a baby with significant medical needs. There's the psychological impact of caring for a child with significant medical needs. So you can imagine how, you know, at any one of these forks in the road, had she not been able to get her pregnancy termination, her life could be looking very, very different. Thanks to Dr. Brandt for speaking with us. This is DDX, a podcast by Figure One. Figure One is an app that lets doctors share clinical images and knowledge about difficult-to-diagnose cases. I'm Dr. Raj Bardwaj, host and story editor of DDX. Head over to figureone.com slash DDX, where you can find full show notes, photos, and speaker bios. This season of DDX is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic. Cleveland Clinic is consistently ranked as one of the nation's top hospitals for gynecologic care by U.S. News and World Report. Learn more from Cleveland Clinic women's health experts at consultqd.clevelandclinic.org. Thanks for listening.